Hey, what's up, guys? It's Joel. If you guys haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Heat vs. the World podcast. And now, stand up. And make some noise for your host, Joel Jacob. Man, what's up, Heat Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Heat vs. the World podcast. As always, I'm your host, Joel Jacob, and you can follow me on Twitter at JoelKJacob underscore Let's meet our panelists for today. First, we got George. Yo, I'm here. What's up? And we got Kevin. Yo, what's good? All right. So let's let's just talk about what happened. Um, the reason why we're out here and we're doing a pod is because in case you did not hear, Donovan Mitchell got traded. And it sucks because y'all been hearing the commotion that's been going around for him trying to get him to Miami. We've all seen the videos of him and Bam working together and everything. So the fact that here we are and he finally gets traded and it's not to Miami, not even to friggin' New York. It's instead to Cleveland. Like, you know, it's a shocker for sure. Um, To those who want to know the exact package, it was Utah trading Donovan Mitchell to Cleveland for... Lori Markinen, um, excuse me for how I'm going to pronounce this, um, Akshir Agbaji, hopefully I said that right, uh, Colin Sexton, three unprotected first-round picks and two pick swaps. So that finally ends another major, well, not really another major splash because y'all know this offseason has honestly been dead, but there was one splash that took place this offseason, so... With this trade going on, like, I know you guys must be mad disappointed by what happened. I am too. But I just want to know, like, what's going through y'all minds after hearing about this trade? Uh, we'll start off with you, Kevin. Yeah, I mean, so me personally, like, I know most of Heat Nation is kind of just down and out right now. I know you're probably going to hear George going to rant in a second, but... <laughs> um. Just being a fan of the NBA, like, not even thinking about the Heat, like, I love it because I've been saying that the Cavs, I said they were a wing away. You know, Donovan Mitchell isn't necessarily a wing, I guess, per se. He's kind of like an undersized shooting guard, but that's a great gift for them. Like, you got Darius Garland, who I think is only ascending. We've, we've yet to see the best of him. Evan Mobley, I think, is going to end up being a generational defensive player. He's only going to get better. Jared Allen is solidified in this league as a good rim protector and only getting better offensively. You know, um, K-Love, Kevin Love is their sixth man. He had a really good year last year. Like, they got a whole bunch of really, really good foundational pieces to build upon for the next, shoot, 
10 to 15 years almost, like at least 10 years. And so with that, this is a great move. I think, we, as we can tell now, Utah was clearly just trying to get as much draft capital as possible, and they got that. And, you know, we thought, it, like Joe said, we thought it was going to be New York. You know, we thought it was a chance it could be Miami. And it ends up being Cleveland. And obviously, Cleveland isn't the most attractable, you know, place in the NBA. But, again, this is a great move. And we're just talking about basketball. Like, that backcourt of Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell is going to be a problem. And then you throw that on top of the defensive piece that they have and Isaac Okoro, Evan Mobley, and um, Jared Allen. Like, again, this team is going to be scary. Now, how much of a leap they take in the Eastern Conference, I don't know because – they were in the play-in last year. I think they were, what, either the eighth or the ninth seed when they lost to Atlanta, if I'm not mistaken. So I think they're probably – I think they'll go up a few spots. I think we're still better. Philly is better. Milwaukee's better. Boston is better. Brooklyn, it's a case – I mean, you can make a case between them and Brooklyn, but um, they're going to be good. They're going to be a playoff team, and this is nice. But for the Heat, like, I'll just say, like, for all the Heat Nation out there, I know you guys are sad. Don't panic. It's not the end of the world, like. We're going to be fine. I'll get into why we're going to be fine later, but trust me when I say, like, the ship isn't sinking. You know, the boat is not on fire. We're going to be fine. Ray, and how about you, George? It's over. We tried. We failed. It's it's completely over. No, I'm just joking. Um, look, to say that I'm disappointed would be an understatement. Really, this offseason has been one big disappointment. The last couple of seasons really have just been a massive disappointment. And I know there's more behind the deals than than you know what we give off, and we you know you don't know the the back the back works with these deals, and you don't know the how it would have stacked up. You don't know what Pat was thinking. We don't know what the office put forward to them. We don't know anything. So, in my mind, we could have definitely beat that offer. Whether the Heat was willing to give up the pieces for it is another story. We just don't know. Don't um, we don't know. We won't know. For or maybe we probably won't ever know what's actually going through our front office's mind, but if I'm looking at quickly the trade, Donovan Mitchell to the Cavs is just the perfect move for them. You know, they've been stacking on pieces for this t- for, a, for a while now, acquiring young talent, being able to move in now. Um, it it really doesn't solve what I'm looking for. Like, if, as a Heat fan, what, what we're trying to do, because if we were trying to run it back, if we were trying to finish that off, we would have already re-signed Hero. We would have, you know, looked for a new power forward already. But being an outside in the outside looking in, this team's got so many holes in their team now. With so much of the competition in the Eastern Conference getting better week by week, you know, off season by off season, you look at the Bucks. The Bucks are already arguably, be, you know, still the best team in the NBA. Um, the Brooklyn Nets got, you know, got their team back together, and Ben Simmons is going to be healthy next season. The Cavs just got better. The Celtics have gotten exponentially better through the offseason. Uh, Toronto has, you know, young a young core that's developing, which is going to get better by next year. Um, it, it's just, there's a lot of teams that are actually, you, you know, actually improving. And we're sitting here regressing. And for anyone saying that we're not regressing, just look at the offseason 2021. You know, look at the 2020 offseason, sorry, for the 21 season, where we made no moves and... We we flopped massively, so I don't know what they're planning to do now. I know and I know it's not over. I know free agency isn't over. Pat will have some moves in the works, and hopefully we can get the you know the information on that out soon, because there's nothing else stopping us. There's no star, but 
this this creates more questions than it does answers as well because what's going to happen with Hero now? There's a lot of um implications that come with with giving him that extension, uh. But you know, only time will tell. Right. You know, and I think the reason why this hurts a lot is because you know you want to see your team be competitive now. You know, like one thing a lot of people bring up is the fact that Donovan Mitchell, you know, he's going to be a free agent in three years, so you can go out and get him then. But even then, like Jimmy Butler, man, like the dude is in his prime right now, and you just want to see him win a championship. And bringing Donovan to this team could have really improve his chances of doing just that. And that's why we were so locked in on the idea of getting him or maybe a guy like Kevin Durant before he ultimately decided to back away from his trade request. You know, there was a lot of hopes invested into the idea that we could get that star and we could, you know, help Jimmy finally win that championship. And I think that's what hurts a lot of people right now because I know there are some Heat fans out there who will probably say, oh, we're being like over negative and stuff. But, you know, I really do think that, you know, it sucks that we're not in the best position that we could be in, you know, because you look at these other teams right now. I mean, you guys mentioned it. The Bucks look really good. And I know people will say, well, they're running it back. Why can't the Heat do the same thing? When the truth is, it's not really like that because they still have a really good team intact. And there's also the fact that they didn't lose a single key player that was in that rotation while the Heat went out and lost PJ. And we all know the big role he played with us last year. Another thing you got to look at is Philly. They also improved along with the many other teams that are out there and, and now Cleveland. So, you know, I really wish that I could sit here and say that, you know, I'm definitely confident, but I don't know exactly what's going to happen this offseason. Like, I know everyone is talking about, you know, maybe the Heat could get John Collins. Maybe we could get Miles Turner. Or um, if if worst case scenario, maybe a Jay Crowder. Like, and honestly, I don't know how to feel because I just had my mindset honestly that you could get that whale. And the fact that here we are, fast forward like what two months later since this off season officially started, and we don't have any of that. Like, I don't want to be negative, but I'm not gonna lie, it kind of sucks and. I just want to pass the mic to you, Kevin, because, like, we, we honestly need that positivity right now. So just can you can you just help us bring our hopes up a bit? Yeah, I got y'all. And look, again, I understand the negativity. I understand being down. But for me, the biggest thing with the heat is that it comes down to this. Like, before I get into it, I, I know, like, people want to see Woj and Shams tweet about their favorite players and different things like that and their favorite teams. But the reason that I believe the Heat are fine and the reason I think the Heat, even though, of course, they've been aggressive, rumors, rumor has it that we've been aggressive trying to get Kevin Durant and Donovan Mitchell as we've you know always tried to get the big fish or the big whales, as Pat Riley puts it. But it comes down to this. Last season, a year ago this time, nobody was talking about Max Struess. Barely anybody was talking about Caleb Martin. The whole world probably didn't even know who Kay, or who Gabe Vincent was. And with that comes experience because all those guys not only played a full regular season, but they all played 
in big time playoff moments. They all played in game seven against Boston. You know what I'm saying? They all played in game five versus Atlanta in a closeout game in game six and Philly in a closeout game. Like these dudes got experience and this past year was their first year gaining that real experience. So I'm assuming with our development and what we've done historically that they're going to get better. Dave Vincent's going to get better. Max True should get better. He's going to compete and try and keep his starting spot. Caleb Martin, I truly believe, is going to get better. And I would not be mad at all if he ends up being our starting four because I think he's earned that spot next to Bam and in between Jimmy at the four right there. I think that's the perfect option, honestly. Like, people always talking about these trades. Like, John Collins doesn't really move the needle for us. Like, y'all got to understand that because John Collins is a good player. But I wouldn't necessarily call him elite. Like, he does a lot of things good. But outside of his athleticism, he doesn't do a lot of elite things. And, yeah, that he could use some athleticism, but it is what it is. And also, I want to go back to our two future players with Tyler Hero and Bam Adebayo. Y'all love Bam Adebayo. I like Bam, too, but I think y'all put a lot of, un- y'all put a lot of unrealistic pressure on him to be a player that he isn't. Like, a lot of people just assume that he's this 20-10 and 10 guy every single night. I don't think he's necessarily that, but I think he'll be close to that. And I think he's still growing as a player. But we've been saying that he needs to be more aggressive for the past few years. And, like, now it's time to be more aggressive for real and be consistent with that. Tyler Hero, same thing. Like, his biggest thing is that, one, he has to get stronger, which I believe is one of the easiest things to do in the NBA because everybody has a trainer, you know, a weight room. They got a, a whole staff for that in each organization and franchise. So I think he'll be fine with that. But – he needs to get a better handle, too, because his handle doesn't allow him to get to his spots. But with that being said, the biggest thing is that we have a lot of guys that still have plenty of room to grow in their individual games. And this is what I'm going to top it off with before I pass it back to Joe, is that Victor Oladipo, the revenge tour is going to be real. I remember at the end of the last regular season, I, I was on this very podcast talking to y'all and we were talking about. Depot not being in the playoff rotation. What did I say? I said Spo is going to have no choice but to play Oladipo. Why? Because outside of Jimmy, he's probably the only player that can consistently go out and get his own bucket off the dribble. And he wasn't able to showcase that a lot last year because he didn't play that much and he wasn't able to get into a rhythm. But I think this year, especially this summer, which is the first summer he's had in a long time where he wasn't spending it rehabbing or laying up in a hospital bed, he is actually working out. And he's working out with all the best players in the NBA. And he's going to come back with a vengeance. And no, I'm not saying Oladipo is going to get back to what he used to be in Indiana. But I do think he still has a lot left in the tank that a lot of people kind of saw glimpses of this past offseason. I think offensively, he's going to take a huge leap. His defense did not take a step back by any means. We've seen that. He was still in everything every time he got a chance to play. But I think it was what that game four in Boston, when we got blown, I think he had like almost 30 points. You know, he had a 40-point game in Toronto. People forget about that. He had a 40-point game in Orlando, too. Like, Depot was capable. I'm telling you guys. Again, I don't really think we need that. Like, getting another star would be great. Don't get it twisted. But the biggest thing with me is that, again, it just comes down to we have plenty of guys in the locker room right now that return from last year's roster that have plenty of room for improvement, and that includes – some of our better players. And that goes from Tyler Hero to Bam to Gabe Vincent to Max to Caleb Martin. And you can keep going on. So that's what it comes down to me. You guys got to pay attention to the internal development and understand that even though we didn't make that big time move, guys can still get better. And that's what it comes down to. If you don't think a lot of these guys 
after that game seven at home, losing against a rival team, if you don't think those guys went into the offseason hungry with extra motivation on their on their shoulders to get back to that point and eventually eclipse that point and get to the NBA Finals, then I'm sorry you're just foolish and unrealistic. But the Heat are going to be fine. I guarantee you we're going to be a top five team in the East this upcoming season. Stop all the panicking. Wait until the games start being played. And y'all are going to understand that we're going to be a better team. And I'll, say, I'll finish off with this too. I know a lot of people have hopped off the Kyle Lowry train, but I promise you, I think he's going to be better next season. How better, how much better? I have no idea, but I think he will be a better player. He's clearly going to be more conditioned and and well-rounded. So the hamstring injury could be an issue, but I think he has some motivation too to give back and show people that he's not done, that his career, he's still got a few years left on his body too. So I'll finish with saying that. Right. And I want to hop in and say that I love that you brought up the Victor Oladipo thing because it's true. And I want to quickly bring up this propaganda for the homie Lola because she's been trying to hype up the Tyler, I mean, the Victor Oladipo six man of the year campaign. And honestly, it could be a legit case. Like, I really think he has the potential to blossom into something special for Miami. And like you said, Kevin, I'm not going into this with the expectation that he'll be like the guy that we saw in Indiana, but I I really have high hopes for him, especially because like he does get to have this one legit offseason working out with other NBA players and stuff. So I'm honestly excited. And, you know, we mentioned you mentioned Tyler Hero, and it's funny because he actually just tweeted something just now. He tweeted, nah, keep that same energy. So to see him tweet that out, especially just minutes after this Donovan Mitchell trade, like he's ready to prove some people wrong. And I can't wait to see what he does next. You know, like a lot of people have been doubting him. And I know he probably might feel a certain way, especially now because he still hasn't gotten paid. And we know he's been put into all types of trade packages and everything, whether if it was for a guy like Donovan Mitchell or a guy like KD when he was still on the market. Like, you know, assuming that, he, you know, unless some other star decides to randomly request to trade this offseason, you know, there's a chance he's most likely going to be starting for us next season and honestly I just hope he proves everyone wrong me included because I know I've had my doubts about him and I would honestly love it if he could just shut me up as well so that's what I gotta say about it and let's see George do you think you could be a little optimistic as well in the words of Jimmy Butler Tyler here you're soft as baby shit in all honesty that is uh, look I, I as much as the the whole part of me wants to be like, you know what, you know, we still got this and that, still got this and that. This man posting this after averaging nine and then 12 points in consecutive playoff performances. How about you keep the same energy in the regular season and perform in the playoffs instead of just going away? That So that, that to me just, just screams just stupidity. But it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, we, we've got to play with what we've got at the, at the same time. You know, the problem with... This roster that I'm having uh, is the the aging element. Jimmy Butler turns 33 in 12 days. Kyle Lowry, by the time the playoffs roll, roll around, will be 37 years old. These are pr- problems. These aren't, you know, ma- what ifs, maybes, what ifs. These are big problems because who knows if we're going to get another Jimmy Butler performance like we did um, last year or the year before. 
the like the year before last in the in the bubble. We're, we're not gonna we're not gonna see that. We may not see that. He may not go off for you know th- those incredible runs that he was going on. And if that's not going to be the case, then we're in big trouble. The biggest problem that Miami was having was offset off offensive inconsistencies. And that was just not being able to score at the right times. Hero not showing up. Duncan was a ghost for this entire season. I want him off this roster as soon as possible. And if you were to, were to acquire a star like Donovan Mitchell, who can get his own shot, who's a three-time All-Star, can really take that pressure up Jimmy Butler and allow him to to play a different role as well, allow Bam to really roam in the paint. Because I agree with Kevin that we put a lot of unnecessary pressure on Bam. But when you're a max player, you you those pressures are expected. Those pressures should be answered with with results. Now, I'm not saying he's not proving himself. He's still, in my opinion, one of, if not the best, probably top three best defenders in the NBA. And that's not going to change. But this team is extremely, is in a place of, of limbo right now. And it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with his extension because if he doesn't get that extension, it means the Heat are banking on another disgruntled star throughout the year he's a restricted free agent next year so he can still get you know still get moved and it's going to be really you know a a very volatile situation with him but this isn't the first time this has happened to Tyler Hero Tyler Hero has been put in trade machines since the day he was drafted and if I'm Tyler Hero do I really want to play with an organization that's that's entire fan base is rumoring me to be in Utah or going to Brooklyn or going anywhere else for that matter. But I do agree with some of Kevin's points. I won't be completely, you know, negative and, and, and de- you know, depressed about the whole situation. Oladipo has finally had time to really, to, to play, you know, play proper NBA basketball again. We don't know if he's going to get back to that place. I, d- I doubt he'll get back to his Indiana days. I don't th- I think anyone even expects that, but even the same version of him would be great. Tyler here is going to have to start this season. If he does get that extension, Regardless if he gets the extension, he has to start. Now, we put we put him on the bench and took him off the bench to get the most out of him, and that's a problem. That's a big problem when you're when you're about to play a pay a player like that, RJ Barrett money now, and he's not even going to start. Well, is he going to perform the way he did off the bench in the starting lineup? We don't know that. We don't know if we, if if that's the best spot for him because he just won six man of the year. With with Bam coming as well. I'm really banking on Bam's massive offensive jump and development as a player to really take this team to the next level. Because if Jimmy's anything like he was, then you know it's it, it does a lot of the work for it. The, Lowry, I hope these videos of you working out aren't just for you know interactions and to get fans off your back. I hope you're genuinely putting in the time and the work to get down to a, you know exactly what the target weight is or the target. Optim, you know, optimistic, so optim, um, optimal body count, body weight, and stuff like that. Hopefully, you're getting it all right, and your hamstring will be better for the playoffs. But 37 years old, I'm not expecting that much from him. So we're gonna see what happens in the next coming days. I, I, I can almost guarantee that there's gonna be some moves, and there's gonna be, you know, some, some looking for a, a four. Hopefully, it's not Jay Crowder as much as I liked him. Uh, back in back in the bubble. Hopefully, it's not Jay Crowder, but we'll see what happens.
Right. And Wait, Joe, can I say this real quick? Can I say this real yeah, quick? Yeah, because we're now talking about the future. And, like, uh, I want to know, Kevin, do you have anything you want to add for that? Yeah, I just want to go back to George's point because I want I want to make this statement to all Heat fans out there because George has said on some good things, but when it comes to Jimmy's performance, we can't. The, the 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 thing about it is that I personally think that Jimmy can play at that level next year, but the thing is is that we don't we shouldn't have to have Jimmy play at that level. That's what people are missing is that Jason Tatum he had bad games in the playoffs last year, right? And the Celtics were still able to win games. That's the key. Why? Because basketball is a team sport. As great as Jimmy was, you don't want to have to constantly rely on one dude to do everything. When it's scoring, playmaking, guarding the other team's best player, all these things Jimmy had to do. Jason Tatum does not have as much responsibility as Jimmy Butler has. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to compare him because that's whatever it is what it is. But that like the thing is that Jimmy has too much on his plate. We've seen it in 2020 in the finals versus the Lakers. We've seen it this year. He needs someone to help him take something off of his plate, whether it's the offensive scoring, which is probably priority number one, whether it's the playmaking, which I thought Kyle Lowry was going to fix, which he kind of did, but he wasn't as aggressive when we needed him to be, whether it's, you know, defending, you know, PJ Tucker helped him do that a little bit this last year. Like, Someone has to step up. Like, it can't just be Jimmy. And again, I'm not worried about Jimmy. I'm just saying that we can't rely on him to do everything like how we did for the past few years because that's the thing is that it takes a team effort. We know this. We've seen the Heat win championships before. It wasn't just LeBron. It wasn't just D-Wade. It was the other guys, the Shane Battiers, the Mike Millers. You need some of the Ray Allens. Someone else has to step up. And to a certain extent, a few guys did step up. They just kind of, you know, got stuck, you know, sunk in the Celtics' great defense. But the point is, is what I'm getting back to is that it's not all about just one dude, man. Basketball is a team sport. I want to emphasize that a lot because you need guys to step up. You need certain role players to step up. So who that's going to be? Next year, it could be anybody. But again, I'm just saying that as great as Jimmy Butler is, we shouldn't have to rely upon him consistently. You look at all the best teams in the league. Outside of Jimmy, I think the only star that has more responsibility on his plate, on his team, is probably Luka Doncic. Outside of that, you've seen Steph Curry have bad games in the playoffs and the Warriors still won. You've seen Devin Booker have okay games and the Suns still win sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Like, if Jimmy has a bad game, more than likely the Heat are going to lose that game. And that's why Pat, Andy Ellsberg, and and the rest of the front office either has to go out and get some talent or they really got to get into the gym with these guys and start developing because Jimmy needs – that help. And we know that. But again, like we can't rely on Jimmy Butler to do everything. He's great. But one player is never going to win you a championship in today's NBA. No, I I agree with that as well. Another player who has more responsibility than Jimmy is Giannis because the player like that just literally does everything for his team. And I agree. It's not it's not a one man sport. You know, it's not going to be just Jimmy taking over all the time and everyone has to pull their weight. And that's why I'm said I was banking on Bam's offensive development to really take the pressure off him. But I'm not so sure that the pieces on this roster right now have the ability in them to really take that the pressure off Jimmy. So Jimmy does so much of the scoring in cl- in clutch situations, um, and and takes it upon himself to do these things. Now, every team, and and I'm a I believe this as well. Every team needs that player, needs that guy to go get you a bucket in that that important situation. Jimmy does that, but he also does everything else in between. That's why I was saying if we if we were 
to acquire that Donovan, you know, Donovan Mitchell in that trade. And like I said, we could have beat that trade for sure. Easily could have beat that trade. But I'm not so sure that this team has what it takes now to really take that pressure off him and and perform at a high level because, like I said, Tyler Hero's got question marks around him. Bam already has question marks around him. The role players like Game Vincent, um, uh, Oladipo, and and Struess, yeah, they're they're important and they're important pieces to to really you know making deep deep runs. But I don't see them taking that extra step. Hope like hopefully they do. Are we really going to leave all this the chance when it comes down to it? Are we going to leave it down a chance that Oladipo comes back to a healthy form himself and stays healthy? Jimmy's already had injury problems in the past. Um, Bam with that, that you know, his wrist injury as well. We, we don't want that ever to happen again. Uh, Tyler Hero is, I don't know. I, I It all circles back to Tyler Hero. Is he going to get that extension? Is he not going to get that extension? Are they going to put their faith in him finally and give him that, you know, that four-year deal? five-year deal, whatever it's going to be. So it's going to take a lot of convincing for, for me and a lot, of the, a lot of the fans as well to really show that this team has what it takes to still compete in an East that just got so much stronger and so many teams got better. And we haven't done anything. We In fact, we lost out the perfect you know four next to Bam, and I get it, 37 years old, 33 million, three years. It's never going to happen. But to replace him with Caleb Martin as well. And it's not even a question of, does he deserve the spot? Of course, he deserves a bigger role in this team because I, I feel like he does deserve that as well. But there's certain physical barriers that you're you're moving past six foot five and playing the four. Like, I don't know. I it, And it's not even a six foot five that, that, you know, enforces himself in the paint. It's a six foot five guy that is athletic for sure. But Look at what's going to happen when we verse a team like Minnesota, when they've got Gobert and Cat. What's going to happen then? Look at a team like the Cavaliers. They've got Mobley and and Allen in that back in that in that back court. It's going to be sorry front court. It's going to be insane. It's going to be too much to handle. So that's why the Heat need to make moves to rectify these smaller issues for when this situation comes. But yeah, you're right. It's it comes down to the internal development of these players. To really pick up the slack of where we would have lost, we would have made with um with these free agency signings, right? And honestly, for me, like I'm just gonna bank on this squad because the thing for me is that you know, regardless of what this team looks like by the time the season starts, like I'm still gonna have faith in this team. You know, I really don't know what's gonna be in store come this upcoming season if the Heat really do pull up with this exact same roster. Maybe we make some sort of move come then, whatever we end up doing. Like, I'm still have faith in this team. And maybe it's just me never wanting to lose hope. But, shoot, you know what? I'm just going to be confident, pray to God before that first game of the season. Hell, maybe pray, like, for all of the games and just see what happens from there. And, uh, Kevin, do you have anything you want to add to um, George's take? I'll just say, I mean, wasn't, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't PJ Tucker like six or what? How tall is he? Like six four, six five, if that. Like so around uh, six yeah. six. No, no way. Caleb is definitely taller than PJ Tucker. There's no way he's not. We're gonna do. But, we're gonna check it right now. All right. Regardless, though, like that's the like a lot of people have been stressing that that a power four spot. But again, that's not even like 
that's a minor issue to me. Like we have, like again, we have Eric Spoelstra. We have one of the best coaches in the league. Like he's a tactician. He can figure that out. You know, he's probably already figured that out. You know what I'm saying? So like, to me again, it is. It really just comes down to scoring. Like the defense is there. You have enough solid playmakers to get you through the regular season. Like it really comes down to the, the fact that we just need more offense, and someone has to produce. And I think you have multiple options between again Bam, Tyler Hero, Oladipo. And possibly even Max Struess and um, Gabe Vincent. So again, I'm not too worried. Like like Joel said, regardless, y'all are gonna be watching every single game. Whether you're positive about it or negative about it is up to you. But throughout the course of the regular season, I truly think the Miami Heat are gonna be fine. I think they're again. I'm gonna say it again. I think we're going to be a top five team in the East. And I know that doesn't really matter because we're trying to win a championship. But enjoy the ride. That's the best part about it. It's the journey. So. Just take it for what it is. Jimmy Butler is still going to be Jimmy Butler, even though obviously he doesn't play in the regular season like how he plays in the playoffs, but he's still going to do his thing regardless. So, again, I'm not worried. And I think everything's going to work itself out for the Heat. PJ 6 right. four, by the way. You're right. Oh, okay. So, and you know what? Like, Kevin, I want to acknowledge what you just said because, you know, I look one off season I want to think about aside from the 20. 20- 21 I mean the 2020 offseason because I know that's something that's been haunting a lot of Heat fans I'm gonna just take it a year a couple years back actually and talk about that 2019 offseason the year where we got Jimmy Butler and the reason why I want to acknowledge that is because you know I've been around Twitter for that time and I remember after we got Jimmy, there was all this commotion about we need another guy to pair Jimmy up with. And there was a lot of um, anger over the fact that we didn't get Westbrook when he got traded from Thunder. And yes, there was a time where we, we all really wanted him. And this was back in the time when he was still considered to be a good player. And there was the whole thing with that. And then, you know, Beal, before he signed um, that first extension, there was a lot of hope that maybe we could get him. And we didn't, we didn't end up getting, like, a single All-Star that offseason aside from Jimmy. And you know what? It still didn't mean much. You know, we still went to the season with the squad that we had. Um, we made a couple moves come to trade deadline, getting guys like Jay Crowder and Andre Guadalla. And um, it's funny to bring up Jay Crowder now because um, – yeah, y'all, y'all already know the thing with that. But anyways, we went and we traded for guys like them. And we ended up making it to the finals all the way that year. So, you know, is it possible that maybe Miami could have another miraculous season like that? Maybe, you know, like at this point, these are all the hypotheticals to really consider. Because, like I said, you know, there's there hasn't been much moves in this offseason to really base an opinion off of so until then I feel like it's just going to be the hypotheticals where maybe Miami does have a really good season and maybe they don't you know obviously I speak for everyone when I say that I still have hope that they manage to upset all of us and I mean upset I mean in a good way by coming out there and just being a really good team a team that can you know, make it seem like even though we ran it back, we're still at the top of our game. Like, we still know what to do. And if they're able to do that, then by all means necessary. Like, I won't even care about 
the silence that has been this offseason. So does anyone else got something they want to say before we wrap it up? Absolutely. Just give me one second. You talk about the fact that we had, you know, that miraculous season. We we, we moved for Jay Crowdy, Guadala, and, you know, the trade deadline. And mm-hmm. what do we have to show for it? Nothing. Not, no, finals appearances mean nothing. If you're, at the end of the day, if we're just competing to be better than some teams, we're not going to win anything. And I, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. It's it's more than we expected at that point in time. But we've had a finals appearance, a first round knockout, and and a, a, an Eastern Conference final game seven to show for it, for our, all these efforts. At this point in time, I'm saying something's obviously not working. We don't have what it takes to really, uh, and I know what people are saying, one shot away, one shot away, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter at the end of the day. We should have finished them off earlier than that if we were a better team than the Celtics at the time. The Celtics got immensely better this offseason as well, already adding to their internal development. You know, Tatum's a year older now. Uh, Brown, Brown, Robert Williams, they kept that core together when the Kevin Durant stuff was happening. Um, and they were rumored to get rid of Marcus Smart, uh, Jalen Brown, and, and Grant Williams for and picks for Kevin Durant. Who knows what that would have made them better, but they kept their core together and they're stronger than ever. We, I don't see that same core in Miami. I don't see Lowry, Hero. What's going to happen in that time when when it comes down to it and we're trying to defend a backcourt of, of Garland and, and Mitchell and players like that when you've got Lowry and Hero? This These things aren't, question marks they're nearly absolutes the, the, these are, are problems we're going to have and unless you know victor there becomes back healthy really healthy and, and does a lot of great stuff and maybe he can slide in to give some defensive you know readjustments there but there's a lot of problems as well but and, and another thing quickly we should probably trade jimmy to memphis by now i'm just gonna say <laughs> we should probably put him out there we're not like, we're not putting we're that trading him either. to memphis <laughs> he's going there we're getting desmond bain back that's all i'm saying yeah. We've wasted, that, here, we've, man. we've wasted his prime. We've done nothing. Oh, my God. All right, let me finish off with this real quick. I know mm-hmm. we've been going for a minute now. Um, can we please put the 2020 offseason behind us? That was a one-off type of offseason. We were dealing right. with COVID-1. Second of all, we came out with the shortest offseason, not just in NBA history, but in American professional sports history. That's mm-hmm. the MLB MLS, NHL, NFL, any American sports league that you can think of that is professional sports, we had the shortest offseason of all time. And yes, we ran it back, and the Bucks clearly got better because they added Drew Holiday. But let's put that behind us, bro, because that was a whole different scenario. That's never going to happen again. You know why? Because that same season, the New York Knicks were a top five team in the East. Okay? So let's be realistic here. It was a short offseason. It is what it is. And I'm done talking now. Right. I agree. You know, I feel like everyone was just so traumatized with how that season went that they just don't want anything like that to ever happen again. You know, like that's why people I feel like get so traumatized by the idea of running it back. Like you just bring it up to someone that, hey, maybe the Heat could run it back next season. You know, they just immediately think about what happened a couple of seasons ago. And like, if you simply don't want to run it back because maybe you feel like the Heat's chances of doing so would result in them not winning a chip. Like, I understand. But to simply to like think about what happened in 2020 and just to base 
that one season off of why the Heat shouldn't run it back. Like, I don't know. It just you're just making it more of a psychological thing at that point. And, you know, unless you got like a legit reason why you don't want to run it back, then, you know, try to, you know, just think about it. Just at least consider it, especially in a situation like this where Miami didn't even want to run it back, you know? Like, they tried to get KD, they tried to get Donovan Mitchell, and they had to do the waiting game. You know, they could have went out, they could have tried to get a star, they could have tried to do whatever, and that's what they went and tried for. And unfortunately, it didn't work out, but you know what? We'd be damned if we didn't try it. Because, listen, let me tell y'all something. Like, I feel like Heat fans would have been mad regardless of what happened this offseason, you know, like, if the Heat were to just simply ignore those um free those um trade market thing, how do I say it? If the Heat were to ignore what was going on in the trade market and just simply go after um the free agents and everything, you've had people you would have had people saying stuff like, "Oh, why didn't the Heat go for this player? Why didn't they go for that and stuff?" And, you know, if the Heat did go, and now, like, I know Heat fans are mad because we did not acquire a single star. We missed out on the free agents. But now you have the people being like, oh, so we basically got nothing, blah, 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 blah. Like, I don't know. We were just simply forced to run it back. And that was the scenario here. And that's why it is what it is right now. And... That's what happens when you try to take these type of risks. You know, sometimes it pays off, sometimes it doesn't. And unfortunately for the Heat, it was the latter that ended up taking place. But aside from that, I like I said, I still got faith in this team. I'm still going to be watching all 82 games come next season. And we'll see what happens because y'all already know we're going to be doing so much coverage for the Heat by the time the season starts and we'll we'll just keep praying for the squad and go from there. Anyways, does anyone have anything else they want to add on before we officially wrap up this episode? Bam to the Arkansas Thunder. Oh my gosh! Don't even say that. <laughs> Disgusting. Uh, Kevin, how about you? I've talked enough today. I'm good. All right. So, anyways, y'all, thank y'all for tuning in to today's episode. Before we close it out, if you want to hear more Miami Heat content, feel free to check out all our social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, our TikTok. You know, all of our handles for those social medias are at HVTW Podcast. And also feel free to check out our website at hvtwpodcast.wordpress.com. That way you have access to more Miami Heat content, even when we're not recording a new episode. Aside from that, y'all, we hope y'all enjoyed today's episode. And we may have not got Donovan Mitchell, but we got hope for the future. And that's all there is to that. You know, we'll see what this team does. Anyways, with that being said, until next episode, we out. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you next time with a brand new episode of the Heat vs. the World podcast.